This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. I was looking for earlier. Had to get my right cheat sheet here. So we're in a series right now called the Ten Markers of a Healthy Missional Church. And uh, uh, as Todd may have mentioned, but if he did, I missed it. Sorry, Todd. But this particular Sunday, our focus is on uh, what the marker that we're focused on is uh, a global perspective and engagement. And uh, as we read Acts 1.8, if you're familiar with the verses, it talks about the gospel going out in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to uttermost parts of the earth. We are the uttermost part. I don't know if you realize that. We're almost like on the exact opposite of the globe. And it's a testament to God's faithfulness, but both as a way to remind us of what Christ has said to us, but also as a way of celebrating. We get to read this verse in uh, several different languages this morning, and so I invite you to listen in, and I think everybody's in the right order, because I'm going to switch the last two right there. I think we're right now. All right, here we go. Men dere skal få kraft i det, den hellige ånd kommer over dere, og dere skal være mine vittner, både i Jerusalem og i hele Judea og Samaria, og like til jordens ende. Subalit, tatanggap kayo ng kapangyarihan pagbaba sa inyo ng Espiritu Santo at kayo'y magiging mga saksi ko sa Jerusalem at sa buong Judea at sa Samaria at, sa, at hanggang sa dulo, dulo ng daigdig. Pero cuando vengan en Espiritu Santo sobre ustedes, recibien poder y serán mis testigos tanto en Jerusalén como en todo Judía y Samaria y hasta los confines de la tierra. Onyudawatankadi Sondert ihr werdet die Kraft des Heiligen Geistes empfangen, welcher auf euch kommen wird, und werdet meine Zeugen sein zu Jerusalem und zu ganz Judäa und Samarien und bis an das Ende der Erde. And Luda is here to say this verse in Russian for us. Но вы примите силу, когда сойдет на вас Дух Святой, и будете мне свидетелями Иерусалиме, во всей Иудеи и Самарии даже до края земли. And for the rest of us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Thank you very much, y'all. Good 
Good morning. I'm Pastor Erica, and I'm the uh, pastor of uh, discipleship and mission here at uh, Community Covenant Church. And I am going to invite some gentlemen up here. Hopefully they haven't all scurried off. Nope, nope, there they are. These gentlemen um, are part of a team uh, that came, uh, that went to Nome a few weeks ago. And um, this is great. While they're coming up here, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. So I sent an email out and I said, you guys need to be ready to share on Sunday. And I got this wonderful, kind email from Sunny Chambers. And I said, and it, and it said, thank you so much for the invitation, but I'm going to respectfully decline sharing. Can I turn my back? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just wanted to, um, I'm going I'm to go through the line here and introduce them, and then I'm going to ask them to share a little bit about the trip. This is Sunny Chambers and Terry Reynolds, Ray Pace. Larry Weeks and Brad Bistadu right over there. They all coordinated their outfits, obviously. So, the, the blue, the blue boys here. But, um, can you tell us, Sonny, can you tell us a little bit about where you went and why? I guess I was too respectful with my email. I'm up here. Uh, between the dates of the 9th and 16th of August, I was blessed to travel with this, these great guys and a couple more that we don't have with us this morning. To the beautiful beaches of western Alaska, more specifically Nome, Alaska. Great. So, okay, Terry, can you tell me a little bit? What you went? You weren't there on vacation, obviously. So, what, what was you? What was your purpose in going? Well, I've been involved with KICY, uh, the radio station that our denomination has had in Nome since 1960. I first got involved in 1972. And Sonny, who didn't want to talk, I have to tell you, he's made five trips to KICY now. So uh, he's a veteran of the uh, the beaches in Nome. But uh, we went over. KICY uh, was building a, a triplex apartment house. And it w- the rent will be used to help uh, pay utilities over there. If you think our utilities are high, uh, they're very high in Nome. Just our transmitter to radio station uses $13,000 worth of electricity a month. So the rent will go to help pay for that. The building is funded, but we want to help build the building. And uh, I'll let some of the other guys tell you what they did. I'm also their engineer, or have been since about 1977. And I went over to make a few repairs at the transmitter site. Uh, that's my last trip as engineer. I uh, stepped aside last spring. But um, I made lots of trips, lived in Nome at KICY for almost 10 years. And uh, I'll let the other guys tell you what they did. So, Ray, what, what did you do? I had the fun task. I did some work at the radio transmitter, so uh, we did. Uh, we had to change out some of the electrolytic capacitors because they were all dried out. That took a couple of days. Uh, we also had to clean out the the transmitter. It's uh, it was lots of dead mosquitoes and dust and uh, any imaginable bug that you can uh, think of. For the rest of the trip, uh, I helped these fine gentlemen uh, work on the on the triplex. We did we put Tyvek up, we taped it up, we installed a door like you see there on the on the uh, win- did windows. 
And I hear, Brad, now you got to do something kind of special, didn't it? Did you make a your very first worldwide premiere on radio, right? Live radio. Do we have that clip? We don't have... Tyler. You want to tell us a little bit about how you ended up doing that? Well, the team voted that I have a face for radio, so... I didn't know what that meant, but uh, uh, Dennis came over and asked for a couple of volunteers to uh, co-host the Top Nine at Nine uh, uh, hour, and so we had a chance to sit down and actually get be a part of KSEY, and uh, I think we did pretty well. We did everything in one take. Interesting enough, an hour-long show takes 20 minutes to record, so that went pretty well. So what would you guys say to someone that was thinking about doing uh, a mission trip, short-term mission trip? Larry, I, I want to, you're, the, you're the only one that got away with not handling the mic up here. So what would you say to somebody? Definitely go. It was my first time to know him, and, uh, yeah, quite an experience. Uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of the Wild West without the guns, though. But you got if you're driving, you gotta, you got to keep your – got to be on alert. There's four-wheelers going by, but – Beautiful country, uh, uh, the scenery is fantastic, and uh, the beaches really impressed me. It was what, we had like 70 degree weather, and big, long, straight beaches, people swimming out there. It was, it was nice. And uh, besides the work that you do, you know, for the radio station, uh, uh, it's, it's, it was quite an experience, you know. Thank you all so much for being up here. You guys are good sports. Thanks. <laughs> and part of um, part of our activity as a church is being able to support missions, not just with the mission fiesta that we did last night, but with our tithes and offerings. It's a major part of what we, um, what happens with our budget. We have always been a church that hasn't been faithful givers to the mission, both here in Alaska and globally. So this morning, as we receive an offering, I would just um, ask you to join me in prayer um, for the Lord to just bless and to multiply the offerings that we make this morning for the expansion of his kingdom. So please pray with me. Father, we thank you um, for all of the ways that we get to celebrate your work um, in the world. Lord, we thank you for all of the ways that you call us to be a part of that. From a work team, Lord, to even being able to be a part of a, of a radio broadcast. We thank you for that, Lord, and we pray that you would continue to open um, doors for us as a congregation to be able to expand our um, our, gr- our global perspective, to open our eyes, Lord, to see the ways that you are calling us out. We pray that you would bless this offering in that way. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. This morning, um, I am very excited we have a special guest with us. Um, this is my new friend, Luda Kinnock. And um, 
Luda is a currently is a uh, works for KICY Radio as their Russian their Russian broadcaster, yep. right? And um, as you, I don't know how many of you remember um, a few months ago when we had Dennis Welder come in and share with us about KICY. One of the unique things about KICY Radio um, that is that they are the only radio station that is licensed to broadcast into Russia. And so during the day, they broadcast into Western Alaska, and at night, all of their dishes, what, what do we call those? I don't know. The, the, the signal, bra- directional this, signals. Directional signals, thank you. All their directional signals go into Russia. And so what happens is that all of the broadcasting then switches over to Russian. Is that correct? Yep. But um, Luda has a phenomenal story about how it was that the engagement of people in the United States, KICY and some others, brought you in a distant place to face. So would you like to share that with us? Sure, gladly. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is a wonderful church and wonderful people. Thank you for making me feel at home here. Um, yeah, so my name is Luda, and I'm from the future because it's Monday over there in Russia. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I am a Siberian Yupik. Uh, we share the same language with uh, Ireland here in Alaska. Yeah, but my first language is Russian, which is kind of brings memory. You know, I, I tell my friends uh, when I first came to Alaska, like about 10 years ago, I uh, spoke practically zero English and, you know, alternate. I only knew three words and I alternated, you know, and they work like magic. Uh, so it would be hallelujah, amen, and Coca-Cola, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would cover all the questions and answers. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, back to my, uh, before uh, I get into uh, parts of my story, I really would like to um, thank you personally, you know, everywhere, uh, people giving me opportunity to share uh, my story. I, I'd like to thank people who do missions, or maybe you or your grandparents said prayers for all the parts of the world, you know, or maybe my part of the world. You know, God is at work, and I know I realize that my life is the uh, uh, some fruits of somebody else's labor. That uh, I am, uh, my name is written in heaven because somebody uh, did the work for Christ. So, if it was you, grandparents, or you personally, I want to thank you for doing, uh, you know, great job for Kingdom of God. So, um, when I was five years old, so I was born in the USSR and a very small village, about 500 people. Um, and uh, it was during the cord, uh, Cold War uh, between you know, America and USSR. And uh, uh, my uh, uncle, he happened to be a you know, radio man. <laughs> he liked listening to the radio and had all these gadgets and everything, you know, for fascinating me, little five-year-old girl. And every night he would just would lock, lock up in his room and would not, you know, allow anyone to come in. You know, me as a, you know, sneaky little girl, I bang him, you know, please, you know, I want to play in your room. So one night he uh, uh, let me in and I played with my dolls and everything, you know, and um, I heard different language, you know, because a little girl, I thought that our little village, it's the universe, you know, and the whole, you know, like our language, Russian, is the only existing language, right? So uh, I heard different language for the first time, and I asked him, what kind of language is that? You know, and he said, shh, that's English. 
<laughs> you know. Uh, then I just kept on playing with my dolls and all. Then I, I heard, you know, Russian, you know. And I was like, oh, I know how to speak English then, <laughs> you know, because I heard Russian. Um, Anyways, uh, that's the first time, I think, you know, m my memory of uh, a KICY radio station because it would be the only one radio station who, you know, would broadcast in English and then switch to Russian. Anyways, uh, speed forward. <laughs> uh, so when I was um, uh, 16 years old, my last year of high school, um, USSR collapsed by then, uh, and uh, on the uh, Russian television, we started seeing and hearing more foreign programs, you know, not just Russian-made programs. One of them was 700 Club. And uh, um, so one Sunday morning, I just turned my TV on, and, you know, I, I never brought up religious, never hold, held the Bible, you know, uh, hardly ever heard Jesus' word, you know. Um, so when I heard these words, and uh, Pat Robertson was using words like redemption, repentance, all these Bible words that I wouldn't, you know, didn't get to hear, you know, in, in Russian. So what kind of caught my attention that I, every time when I hear this type of words, I kind of got deep understanding and meaning of those words. So that kind of, you know, was very interesting. Um, so he invited to pray. Uh, you know, at the end of the program and ask Jesus into my heart. Well, I didn't know, you know, that it's such a big deal, but, you know, I prayed. And my first prayer was, if you are real God, please help me to find someone in my community who knows about you or who would want to know about you. You know, and I forgot the exams. It was end of the school year, you know, but two weeks later, one of my classmates, along with all the books that she was putting out on the table, she put out this book uh, in, in Russian language, and the, uh, the title went, The Life of Jesus Christ and the, Fury of the, uh, the Story of the First Church. And I was like, wow, I just heard this name on the TV. I didn't know they have books about it, you know, so about him. Uh, so I, I asked her, can I borrow this book, please? And she said, well, no, it belongs to my mother. Um, you know, when USSR came to our land, you know, of course, Russian language was forced, you know, uh, you know, so the native language and traditions with it kind of faded away. So we weren't that good about keeping traditions going and stuff, you know, but we still have elders. We still have clans, you know, and elders of every clan, you know, and her mother was one of the elders of my clan. So you could just imagine, you know, us natives, we're kind of shy, you know, so uh, very scared of people, general, you know, generally. So I, um, especially elders, people in authority. Uh, so, but I really wanted to know, you know, who's that Jesus and, you know, why are they reading books about it, about him? So I... Um, decide to go <laughs> and uh, ask for that book. Uh, so I knock on the door, and, you know, us natives were kind of rough by nature. You know, she's like, um, what do you want? <laughs> I said, well, I want to borrow one of your books. Uh, what book? You know, and I was thinking, how should I deliver it to her, you know, on my way there? You know, like, uh, I was afraid to uh, say out loud the name of a different god, you know, like, you know, name of a, any kind of god in her, you know, um, House, So I decided, well, I'm just going to whisper the name, you know, so not to offend her, you know. So I said, about Jesus Christ. She said, what? <laughs> <laughs> about Jesus Christ. And she just ran 
towards me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the last day of my life. Why did I say that? You know, but like I said, you know, us natives, we're kind of not expressional in our feelings and stuff. But you know what she did, especially we, in our region, we hardly ever hug, you know. So um, she grabbed me and started crying. You know, I was like so confused. You know, uh, <laughs> try not to look at her, you know, but um, then she said, she actually prayed the same type of prayer I did. She said, if you're a real God, after reading this book, please send someone knocking on my door and saying your name. You know, so that's exactly what I did. So what we did, she said, here's the book. So what you're going to do, read it. Come back tomorrow night and ex- explain to me what you read about. So, uh, and said, the next day I'll read it and I'll explain it to you what, what, I, what I understood from it. You know, and... Uh, it was during the summertime, and I was supposed to go college, but, you know, the summer break. And, you know, it just happened that in three months, summer, we had over 100 people, you know, that joined us. And um, and first people who came to listen were um, all the elders of all clans, you know. Uh, so at the end of the summer, I was supposed to go college, like I said, uh, but she said, you know... Um, you know, Luda, my, my marriage is falling apart because all I do is just reading this book. You know, I, uh, so she's like, you're going to have to take over. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to take over. Uh, you know, oh, and somebody in Magadan, uh, it's one of the, uh, you know, big cities in Russia, heard about us and sent cases and cases of Bibles. First Russian Bibles were so poor, poor quality. You just breathe on them, they fall apart, you know. So uh, I I ruined my Bible in two weeks, you know, so (laughs) I had to find another one. But, you know, since we didn't have anyone who would, I didn't know Christian, like Christianity is like the global religion, (laughs) you know. So um, anyways, uh, Nobody kind of taught us how to pray and all the, do all these things, you know. So I develop a habit. Now I have kind of upgraded Bible, you know, but <laughs> uh, back then I had, you know. So what I did when I needed to talk to God, being a rough uh, native girl, you know, like um, like I really needed an answer what to do. So I grabbed my Bible, shook it, <laughs> and said, talk to me now, you know, <laughs> so, and I just switched the paper, you know, uh, pages and turned to Jeremiah 1.5, before you were born, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I uh, appointed you to be a prophet to the nations, you know, and then I was like, no, I'm too young, you know, like, um, um, you know, especially like, I think it's going it, to, it, it, it was sort of an assault to elders to have this 16-year-old girl teaching elders. So that was the major block for me, you know. So I said, I can't do that, you know. Uh, but I think it's uh, verse 9, it says, don't say that you're young because I put uh, my words in your mouth, you know. So I, you know... Uh, I just went along with it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, uh, make it kind of short, you know. Uh, you know, 
So in 1995, I even saw the ad in... Uh, Anchorage Daily News, you know, it was in Anchorage Daily News. We had horrible accident that happened in, in our, you know, in our little village. Uh, two boats, we're still, you know, living off the, off the land, subsistence lifestyle and all. Uh, so uh, two boats went two different directions. And something happened. Fourteen people died in this accident. You know, that went different direction. You know, it was a big mystery, you know, for our little community. And that's sea hunters, providers, right? So, and like us Native, we don't know how to express, you know, our emotions in the proper way. Through We express them through alcohol, all these addictions and stuff, you know. So uh, this, re, you know, this grief was just, you know, and uh, confusion uh, just flooded our community. And somebody, you know, and somebody stood up and said, you know, um, it must be because of this Christian God, you know, that our ancestors got angry or something, you know, and that's how we can explain the death of the 14 people, you know. So, and all this grief just turned to rage, you know. So, people call it persecution. I call it personally abuse, you know. So, <laughs> just, you know, um, yeah, it was uh, tough. So, half of the congregation uh, left because, you know, it's just too much of the pressure, but yeah, so um, I'll, I'll kind of skip that part. But uh, so five years later, uh, I, I felt like our church uh, became, we started sending uh, people in the different villages by two, uh, you know, building churches around. So I went to a different village, and uh, it's 200 people, uh, So and it's a Chukchi village. So in our region, we have, we are natives, so Eskimos and Chukchi, sort of like Eskimos and Indians, not, not the same language, but, you know, still uh, natives. And I went to this uh, little village, uh, 200 people, and I think I was like 19 or 20, uh, and it was when USSR collapsed, the you know, economy, it took 11 years until it hit us because it was just such a remotest place, you know, in Russia. There's no more Russia after us, you know, so it, it took a long time, but it hit us. And when it hit us, it hit us hard. Two years, no electricity, no heat, no, you know, uh, you know, and in the, at the grocery store, <laughs> I t- uh, said a joke, you know, at the grocery store, we only had, um, you know, uh, rubber boots and, and bathtub. They don't taste good. Don't try it at home. So anyways, there is no food at all. So, uh, and no transportation or nothing. So we had to walk and I walked. Okay. Is this, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, when I walked to this uh, little community, um, uh, people were trying to stop. Maybe because it was just so... Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, maybe I was like young and stupid, you know. Uh, I still went, you know, people trying to stop me saying, hey, there is just uh, two group rapes with murder. All right, hope this will work better. Anyways, um, so 
I heard about these murders and rapes, but like I said, maybe because I was too young and, uh, you know, uh, too stupid, <laughs> I still went to this village. Uh, and people said, nobody's going to come. What are you trying to do, you know? But I went there, and um, uh, the principal of the high school graciously gave us a room, you know? And uh, he said, but nobody will come. But I put posters out, and uh, in... Uh, and that night, 32 people showed up, you know, on the first uh, service. And uh, they, some of them still wore uh, this uh, native outfit with reindeer skin made, you know. And one of them was sitting way in the back, and he was kind of anxious, you know, like so anxious. And from the personal experience, I, I kind of, you know, sense, oh, my gosh, he's going to beat me up, you know, because that's what happened in the past, you know. So I was like, but, but as the service went on, and, you know, he's like, would get even more anxious, you know, and I was like, wait, you'll get your chance, wait, <laughs> you know, so anyways, at the end, he raised his hand and uh, and asked to speak, and he said that I just came from uh, reindeer uh, herder camp, and I, I spent there like uh, two months, and every night I drank, uh, you know, and, but I, I turned my radio on uh, one night, and um, I heard, uh, different kind of singing and it was gospel singing in Russian that he heard he said that you know um, he didn't even know that these songs exist and then he heard the message and he said you know if if there is a different life for me send someone um, you know to our village who would sing same songs that I hear right now and hear the same type of message you know it wasn't even a week when I came you know, so, and he heard KICY um, at, at this camp. Um, so, uh, and he said, you know, people, God is real. <laughs> you know, so I spent uh, five years in that community uh, through ups and downs, you know, but they do have uh, their own pastor now. And I want to share, I know we, uh, I want to share this uh, quick story. I think it's uh, very important. Um, you know, so one night uh, I woke up uh, because of this just banging on the door, and six men, they broke through my door, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it, you know, they're going to rape me and they're going to kill me, you know, so uh, as a young girl, you know, I was just shivering and so scared, um, you know, but, you know, like I'm so limited with my expression, I, you know, or words, and uh, the glory of God that I felt, uh, you know, the way how I can express it, it, it just hit me like a, you know, I, iron rod <laughs> that went through my whole body and made me unmovable, unshakable, you know, and, and I experienced the holy boldness, you know, could you please hold on to it, you know, I, um, you know, I, when I saw first men coming in and just uh, just to grab me, I pointed the finger uh, right at him at his face and said, "Are you a father?" And he was like, "What? Are you a father? Do you have children?" He said, "Yes, I have a son." And I turned my finger to the next person and said, "Are you a father?" "Yes, I'm a father. I have a two-year-old girl. Can you give up your son?" For your body that you came with, for your friend that you came with. Can you kill your son for your friend? No. Will you kill your daughter, two year old daughter, for your friends that you came with? No. 
But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Because today you can have a chance to meet him. You know, and, and he's just dropped. You know, this guy. And you know what's the end of the story? Or rest of the story? He became pastor, you know, five years later, this man. You know, so, um, I guess, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, um Matthew 4, uh, 16, it says that the people were sitting in the darkness. Um, and Jesus came to show the light to the people in the darkness. You know, when New Year strikes, we are the first one in the world to celebrate New Year's. And I think it ends up here. You know, we are the end of the world. <laughs> you know, so by spreading the gospel to our neighbors, to the next communities, to Africa, you know, we kind of working on speeding up the second coming of Christ. So do what you do, keep it up, and I'll do it too. So thanks. I think Luda and and her story is is a fantastic example of the fact that God is on the move. And the Spirit of God still hovers over the earth and brings life in places that we can't even imagine. And so thank you for sharing your story this morning. And would you all just pray, join me in prayer for, for Luda and for the ministry that you still have in, in, um, in Russia. So. Father, we thank you. Um, we thank you for Luda, Lord. We thank you for her story. We thank you, Lord, that you pursue us even when we know, don't even know that you are pursuing us. And Father, we pray that we would be a people that would lift our eyes to see and know that you are moving in this world and that we would anxiously um, and um, excitedly join you in that move in our prayers and in our own lives, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.